this is Room in the Trees, a podcast about living a creative life. Room in the Trees is hosted by Sabrina Ward-Harrison and me, Trent Reynolds. Show notes including pictures, links, video, and more for every episode can be found at roominthetrees.com. If you like this podcast, please consider showing your support. You can become a subscribing patron at patreon.com forward slash room. Please help us grow our audience by rating us or writing a review on iTunes. To do that, you can use the link roominthetrees.com forward slash iTunes in any phone or computer internet browser. You can follow us on Instagram at Sabrina Ward Harrison and at Trent Reynolds Art. Uh, we got a couple comments on the website this week, and both were pretty fantastic. I'd like to like to share them. Um, they are from Susie Lafond, and one was for episode sixty three, and one for episode sixty four. So uh, for episode sixty three, Summerfull, hey you two in the digital hood, enjoy this episode very much because having been in Liberate Launch One was such an incredible experience. And hearing you, Sabrina, share your thoughts reignites all the, all the feels of the entire process. The course was such a true gift in love and, uh, of love and trueness, and I can't imagine giving life uh, to a book without having taken the course. Just such an authentic expression of sharing the playing field, that is, creativity with such incredible co-liberators, was a gift of itself and then add in the knowledge base and community aspects. No other online course can honestly touch that kind of unique experience. Happy to report I'm well into the process of getting the book out into the world. I hit 100 pages done yesterday, and I'm uh, not even at halfway point. So, Sabrina, the course truly does make it happen. Excited for the get-together next year and on uh, things and on other things summer is quickly coming to a close and i'm grateful because i do love fall and winter very much hibernate and create season is upon us that was so great to read she's someone who um i knew leading up to i i was following her on instagram and i really loved her work and i saw her commenting that she was looking forward to she'd never taken a workshop from mine And I saw that she was really looking forward to taking this, signing up for the course. And I knew that it was a, you know, a big investment for her. She was really anticipating the course and it was really important to me that she uh, liked it. And so it was just, Mm -hmm. it was really meaningful to hear this kind of feedback. That's awesome. You know, that, that has maybe interesting connection to what we were talking about yesterday. And that is, you know, the voices or audiences in our, in our head, in our mind, you know, the, the voices that, I don't know, kind of inform how we create or who we're talking to. Right. We'll mention her Instagram handle is Susie in Minnesota. So it's S U S I E I N M N Susie in Minnesota. Okay. Okay, and then uh, in response to episode 64, Water and Heft, uh, she says, My action when I enter into the studio to begin my immersion into whatever it is I'm working on is to light a candle I keep at my desk. It's my signal that from that moment on that the time is mine and I can begin. 
And thinking about that further, I just now realize how much it matches how I create, which is slow and intuitive. I'm a slow burner. I cannot work without, uh, I cannot work within a uh, constrictive time frame. I envy artists who can sit down for five minutes and whip out uh, a finished something. I have to have a at least a cushion of three hours minimum, or I won't start at all. Goodness, I wish I had that kind of cushion. I have to be able uh, to settle in and just follow my inclinations in that moment. I don't like to rush, and once I'm fully ignited, then time ceases to exist and the work flows in its own course. There's a flow, and I'm in my happy place. So lighting the candle begins the process, and I've been doing that for so long that, that it serves as a centering and grounding mechanism as well. Though, gotta say, I'm with Sabrina on the water thing. When I am painting on any surface, there's always water involved. Best way to start a page, canvas, or whatever is to slosh water on it and see what happens after that. Water is life. I think that probably every artist can define their creative process in part anyway using the elements of nature, fire, water, earth, air, and space, if they were to give it some thought. Great episode today. Got my creative juices flowing. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. It's, it's, I'd love to hear from more people just what, if you have, um, I don't know, ways, uh, actions or, um, I don't know, what would you call that? Warm up things that get you into the right mental space or that. Igniters. As, igniters. Igniting yeah. triggers. <laughs> Spark plugs. Spark plugs. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are uh, spark plugs? Yeah, boss. Yeah. That's there's a lot to think about in there. I'm I'm just kind of mulling over the I I can so clearly envision I don't I don't know what Susie uh, Lafon looks like, but I can imagine the going into a space and lighting a candle and kind of the ceremony yeah. of that. And how that um, I don't know, changes uh, that process of, of lighting the candle is is uh, both metaphorical and also like sensual sensuous. Is it? It's not sensual. It's sensuous, right? When sensuous, it's like yeah, in, involves your senses. So I don't know. I think similar to you that where water and flow and like there's a metaphorical or kind of symbolic uh, side of it, but there's also just a very, uh, you know, tactile and, you know, the nature of water and how it feels and how it flows is, is kind of a primer for what, what yeah, you're about to do. Yeah, a little haphazard, haphazard not knowing, you know, what, mm -hmm. what the water, yeah. what will happen. I feel like I'm very aware of my studio and I, I haven't been here as much the past couple of weeks. And I realized I came in here and I had a little a time before our podcast and I thought, Oh, we'd love to do some art. And I realized how much it, it is. So maybe you don't have this as much. I need, I need totally different clothes and I need chapstick and I need lotion. <laughs> uh. Oh Yeah. There's I, product, product involved. Right? You gotta have. <laughs> I can't, I can't do much without chapstick on. 
And well, what what uh, could you maybe describe? <laughs> could you describe <laughs> what might occur if uh, if you forgot chapstick? Well, what it just it would, would be it would be irritating. It would just be it would be very distracting. Be to distracting. The point where, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, and then like I'm wearing this shirt that has these bell sleeves, and so they're long, and they're driving me nuts because I can't. I have they're they're distracting my hands, and then my pants are too tight, but they're really cute, but they're not appropriate. <laughs> Got it. But this is the thing. Here's the thing. Now that I have the studio downtown, you know, there's a there's sort of a buzz of downtown and the capital. There's all these people at work, and I like the idea of going to work and kind of looking like I'm going, you know, just pulled together mm-hmm. a little bit. So I need to. What I need to have is just a changing area. <laughs> to hmm. Get cozy. Like Mister Rogers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go go to work and put the comfy shoes on and the sweater. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got to do. I um, feel like my style is changing a little bit these days. Uh, style in terms of what you wear, how you present yeah. yourself. Yeah, a little bit. How would you How would you uh, <laughs> describe that? I think um, less like super flowy, a little bit more. I'm going. I'm working in the gym a lot with my trainer Kayla. I'm getting jacked. So would you say that you are? <laughs> You're swinging a little bit more to the heft. No, I'm not hefty. I just look, I just am more fit, and I feel like want to like wear things. That oh, are like- I didn't mean I didn't mean like hefty physical. <laughs> I meant in terms of our our last <laughs> our last episode of like water and heft. Like uh, you are going away from flowy, true, into something, something uh, solid and solid. graspable. <laughs> graspable yeah like i i <laughs> this might be just too much information or grounded or no or like, no like like for example i used to always write about and spilling open like the butt to thigh transition like it was really this whole thing about wanting to have this good butt to thigh transition and so i i have this trainer and who has like the best butt i've ever seen in my life like it's like hashtag butt goals like just i can talk about butts <laughs> a little bit because you talked about butts a few episodes ago what sure, sure so this is completely just because i like having a, I like having projects so that's my this is my project <clears throat> this is what i'm working on right now it's my <laughs> the, this butt thing the, so but, i'm wearing these a, pants that are these like paisley kind of spandex <laughs> bell bottomy <laughs> pants with this like black shirt with it like it's all knotted on the side it's very like curvy and mm-hmm. it's it's just fun it's fun and you're uh, you feeling pretty good about your uh, about your transition yeah about the <laughs> <laughs> transitional butt yeah. area I'll report back. I'm just, I'm, I was looking on YouTube about like, you have to activate your, <laughs> your hamstrings because they don't right. naturally like that muscle in the back of your thigh doesn't naturally get used. You use your quads more. So you have to activate huh. this like area of your back of your legs. And so I'm learning about how to activate it. <laughs> how do you activate it? 
you have to do these certain, there are these different kinds of moves you can do that are that certain kinds of squats. And then you, it's all about like muscle connect, muscle mind connection, where you have to really mentally focus on exactly the muscles you're, you're trying to engage. Hmm. So she's competing. Um, so she's like on this whole other level. She wasn't, she's just competing in this like weightlifter, but, um, she wasn't ever planning to be that, but she just happened to suddenly be really have that ability. So, uh, is, is the, is your trainer, we should have her on the podcast. That'd be fantastic. When she's, uh, when, is there discussion specifically about that? Yes, I, I finally of, just uh, I hit it. Like, yeah, I went straight in with that question. We've been work, work, working like, together for a few where, months. I said, "This is where I'm. This is where I'm focused, Kayla. This is my project. This is a project we started last week, and so I said, I, "I'm really, I'm really interested in this, <laughs> making this happen." Got it. So, well, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> It's, you know, naturally, I go to my own butt thigh transition, and, and I have to say, I don't think there's a transition. I think <laughs> is it just is it just like one like yeah line yeah yeah, yeah. there's a I think it just goes. <laughs> I think there's no, there's no change in, uh, in direction. <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, trying to think of what constitutes a transition. Like there's just a, uh, yeah, I think it just goes straight. All okay. right. Well, yeah, let, let us know how that goes. Uh, be, <laughs> be interested in, uh, hearing which, uh, which, exercises work for you? Yeah. I think I'm one of those people that just gets, I love getting really into something. And I think, I think that's how in my life, I like having projects. And mm -hmm. I think I've been so career and this past year, really giving my career, um, my full, fullest attention possible in my audience and, you know, providing as much as I can to give to other people. And so um, I feel that there's this like little respite of time right now. That's like kind of fun to just get super girly with what I'm thinking about and what I'm like kind of want to focus on. And it's just, it's refreshing. And I think it's a little bit uncomfortable because it makes me think, like, Oh, I need to be thinking about, you know, all these other work things and what other people need. And it's just like, well, I've, I've got a lot, coming up on leaving again to lead a retreat in Europe. And it's just been this past few weeks. It's kind of been fun to just be in a different, a uh, little bit of a different mindset. And do you, do you feel like uh, you are, when you go into something new that you are thinking in terms of making it into a concrete project that has, you know, like a, a goal and a set finish and, you know, thinking of it in terms of that kind of concrete package. I think I need that. Yeah. I think I need that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember when I decided to stop drinking like three years ago, it was that kind of thing. Like, I'm like, I want to, I want to like do the whole 30. I want to start CrossFit. I want to stop drinking. I want to stop having sugar. And I just like dragged this huge piece of wood up 
from the street and that's stickers for every day that I cooked healthy and I didn't drink and I didn't, and I exercised and like, I liked knowing like, okay, in six months, I'm going to be going home to see my dad for his 70th birthday and see the rest of my family. Like I liked that kind of like goal setting, especially around like physical mm-hmm. health and and do you feel like, is is that something you've always been that way? Or is that just like how you are when you're at your best type deal? You know what I mean? Like, like I think, you know, everybody goes through their own life cycles and ups and downs. And um, I don't know, do you feel like that's the best manifestation of you? Or is that just kind of something that always is? Like, I look back in high school and I remember my friend JC and I would say next year and we'd all be all about like next year and we'd have this plan and this vision and I can look back that far and see like it was definitely like I would love taking on like it's all going to be new and different next year and this is going to be my thing and um, hmm. I don't think I've, I'm not someone who's as continually like just sort of even temp tempo like I'm not always in it for the long haul <laughs> I like mm. activation short concrete set mm-hmm. kind of uh, clear objectives yeah. and and activities yeah I uh, that's something that I uh, I struggle with personally it's really? like I, I feel like I'm I'm something somebody that's easily distracted and I I do kind of think in longer cycles. Like I'll, I'll pick something up and work on it a little bit and then just acknowledge that I might not get back to it for a year. And like, that's okay with me. What's not okay with you? What, what ends up happening is that I've just got kind of a lot of little projects constantly mulling over in my mind, yeah. you know, just kind of circling some that get to have more urgency because I'm like, have to have a deadline or have something specific I'm trying to accomplish. But there's always just this morass of, uh, you know, little ideas and, and curiosities kind of propagating and boiling. And I just end up being way too unfocused and I have a harder time kind of locking down on, uh, you know, specific results and starts and finishes and like steady progression, if that makes Mm. sense. I don't know. Anyway, I think it's, it's not something that I think is a problem unless, well, it, the way it is a problem is that, you know, I, some, I can have a hard time just sticking to one thing and seeing it all the way through. Right. Right. Which is a problem. That's, that's what I struggle with. Yeah. It's something about getting things checked off a list is so like just seeing mm. it all the way out and through the door and done. Like, I think that's where I get, I'll get yeah. caught in the minutia of letting things kind of thinking that's sort of unfinished. Like, get the thank you card written, get it, get the envelope, get the stamp, get it in the mail. Yeah, I get caught up in the, in the like, well, what kind of envelope? Exactly. And maybe it would be more yeah. efficient if I, you know, use, instead of using an envelope, I could use a postcard or, you know, like there's, yep. uh, and losing sight of like, this is what I'm doing and why, and this is the most expedient way to get there. And I get kind of lost in the process and just kind of, you know, either enjoying or just anxiously getting too involved in the, the, yeah. the process. Yeah. <clears throat> and like letting things not be perfect. I think there's something about 
like even just assembling as a thank you note, I get, I'll, I'll not send a thank you note just for the sake that I'm spending so much time thinking about how I want to make the thank you card. I don't want to just send a boring thank you card that I have in my drawer. And I'm just changing that mm -hmm. mindset. I'm like, just take the one that's in the drawer that's made by somebody else that came in a package and get the thank you letter out. And then you can always make something else, but I want to, I'm trying to be better about just don't let it, you don't have to be massive creative. I guess that's part of growing up, isn't it? Just like recognizing that you don't have unlimited time and energy and resources. And if you want to get things done, you know, you, you just got to be willing to do yeah, what you can and, and not obsess over the fact that it's not exactly what yeah, you Yeah, and I think that that relates to making, even thinking about making the book pages and people, for me, one of the big epiphanies I had when I was talking, thinking about this with my students was the idea of having to have the pages be, there were many times I was working on those, my pages of spilling open and I didn't, and, and my other books where I just thought, oh, this page, I don't really like it and would get really hung up on it. But the pages were due. Like I had to get these spreads in, turned in. It was time. They would need to be done. And looking back, remembering that the book is something as a whole. It's not like I like spilling open, but these seven pages suck. Like you're, you like, you like, like a person, you like mm. the whole person, including the flaws and, you know, you don't not like them just because few different things are <laughs> problematic, <laughs> but mm -hmm. you know, right. Or, I mean, it's, it's also the imperfections that, that become yeah. the kind of yeah. parts of exactly. Them, right? So that's something I really encourage my students to, to do like give that there has to be some limitation on, you know, was it, who are we to actually know that the piece is not good enough or, pages you know it's like it's the message it's the it's the energy and the voice of the, of the page that's the most important let it lie which kind of uh speaks to again what what we uh had got gotten started um yeah talking about yesterday when we had some technology difficulties and maybe this is trying too hard to get no, back there um but i thought it was a really good 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 topic and worth uh digging into a little bit. Um, but we were talking a little bit about uh, the voices mm -hmm. that are in our head. Um, and you you said that there's a common, there, there are some common phrases that the, one of your negative voices brings up. Is that a, a fair way of saying it? Or why don't you, why don't you describe what it is? What? Yeah, like there's, there's sort of about. old old belief systems, old voice belief systems of the critic inside that's really nothing to do with the reality of ourselves in this moment necessarily, but um, the the voices that I can get tangled into sometimes were, you know, I don't know how, I, I'm not, I was never shown how I need to, um, because I wasn't a good student, somehow I'm not going to be able to understand the directions. That's a big one for me. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to understand the directions. So I don't know. I'm not going to be able to learn it myself. I'm not going to be able to pay attention long enough to figure this out. What's one for you? 
like feeling like I don't know what to say mm. or I don't know um, if what it is that I uh, like, I don't feel like what I have is worth contributing, you know, whatever it is that I, you know, people are going to be bored by what I do or not value it or mm. it'd be annoying or like being an annoyance and being a burden really? are big kind of negative. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that translates to, you know, negative voices that come up when I'm facing a challenge. I would never have guessed that about you. But yeah, all, like I would never the, think of you that way. <laughs> well, it's, it's part of being uh, the fourth of six boys and, you know, not really, you know, feeling invisible to a certain degree or that I, that I didn't have anything unique to offer or, you know, when decisions were being made, my voice wasn't really sought after or valued, you know, it was just like, you know, hmm. get out of the way type deal. Um, but it's also just my nature, you know, my personality, I tend to be a little bit more, uh, you know, introverted, standoffish, uh, observe, observant you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like when I come to like with, with art, a lot of, a lot of times the thing that keeps me from, from creating or that's, gets me stopped is just feeling like, why am I doing this? Mm. Nobody's going to care. You know, like this is, this is so dumb. Like why, like I, or I can't start cause I don't know what to do yet. You know, like I don't have anything worth putting down on paper. So all of, I think all, a lot of my negativity or the voices in my head kind of surround that idea. Oh. One of the phrases that you brought up uh, yesterday was uh, that you just will have in your mind, I can't do that. Yeah. That's a phrase that, that will pop up into your head. And a phrase that comes to me is like, uh, I think just tends to be self-critical. Like, ah, oh, you're an idiot. Like, hmm. what are you doing? Those are those are the kind of things, you know. Just stop. Those are, those are the, <laughs> those are the, the negative voices. Oh, like, stop it! Stop doing yourself. It's like, what is what is that? And that's I, I think that's what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted to ask you after our conversation <laughs> yesterday is like, is there a, an intonation or like a character to the voice that comes? Like, oh. is there a movie star or actress, uh, a kind of voice? Is That's it, uh, is it male or female? Is oh. it, is it whiny? Mine's really whiny. Mine's like just intolerably whiny. It's like so self defeating and pit pitiful. Oh, that's a great question. It's, I can kind of picture a girl from high school and I won't say her name that is completely a kind person as friends of mine on Facebook, but <clears throat> the idea of kind of this snobby, a snobby girl with a really strong Southern California accent being like, who does she think she is? Like, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed. Like, like this, like I'm embarrassed for her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. like standing in like a little click and kind of talking under their breath like um awkward huh. gosh she yeah she was, that's awkward that's embarrassing what she's doing cringing at you yeah sideline type like, yeah yeah that's so bad that's so so bad and then this other part of me that's like i'm a badass superhero like 
mess with me. I got not, they got nothing on this, but that's that's not that's not a common way of mindset I have. That's not a common mindset. But I was going to say, then you have people like Susie Lafond who who are um, who provide you with these voices, mm-hmm. or, and and I imagine there are people or voices in your head that are less attached to specific people, but that are quite the opposite, that they motivate you that, you know, in the dark moments when you need to feel like relevant or feel like what you're doing matters, or, you know, that you're producing something for somebody, it's their voices that come in and and kind of keep you going. Of course, of course. And I think that's more on the art side of things. I, I gratefully feel that way more often than not but on the side of just being a girl in the world that can waver between different kinds of voices like like I was saying yesterday when I when I like have a crush on somebody that those voices that, that I'll kind of be looking at myself with that like third person like object being like objectively critical of myself and then I have to stop and I'm like I'm Sabrina I'm just this is either you like it or you don't and and is it that same kind of snobby California accented girl yeah, probably. Like, it's probably, oh gosh, yeah, it's probably more. Look at her. Yeah, it's probably more. Yes, yes. It's more when, when it comes to things like, like that. So embarrassed for her. <laughs> like, so like she thinks she's right going to like her, actually. Do you think it? Like, <laughs> she so doesn't like her. Oh my gosh, she doesn't, she doesn't like, realize. She does not like her. She doesn't know. She's so not in his leg. <laughs> Oh God! Gosh, I know. So you're the snobby, critical, judgmental voices, like California heavy accent. Uh-huh. Um, what about the positive voice, the encouraging voice? Is that uh, what kind of voice is that? It's like Alanis Morissette, like warm, deep, like high energy, positive, mm. confident, strong, complete. You're amazing. Really affirming. What kind of phrases uh, would there be f- with that voice? You know, that kind of sits be everyone's uniquely, you're uniquely you. <laughs> like um, mm. that someone would be lucky to be with me, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Like mm-hmm. that, like I can think like, I'm a good time. I'm a great, I'm a good, like, I'm a good, <laughs> I have a lot to offer. It's kind of embarrassing to talk about um, publicly like this, but. Is it male or female? Oh, no, it's female. You you just yeah, said it's more set, and that's right. Mm. I definitely have some female voices that are critical and what are yours like? You know, discouraging. Well, who would yours be? Yeah, I mean the the cool girls. You know, that's that's a really potent. You know, nasty, judgmental, yeah. dismissive uh, voice that you know so ingrained and hard to get away from yeah. in high school. What would they be saying? What's in your in your when um, you picture them? What would they be saying about you? I think it'd just be like, "He's what?" <laughs> it'd be the what? It's so weird. You're like I'm trying to. I don't know if I the the California voice. <laughs> I don't know. It's it is hard to kind of <laughs> dig into that and be honest about it, right? It's like. You say it out loud and you realize, and I don't know, I think maybe that's the benefit of talking about it is to realize that when you actually give voice to these things that exist in your head, you realize how, how silly. Exactly. I know, you know, 
and think, and then we look back and think, oh my gosh, thank God we were doing just going to our own rhythm and doing our own thing, and we weren't like trying to be the same and not have our own authentic, find our own authentic spirit and share it. And yeah, if you trace those voices back, you know, and you actually like, okay, who is saying that? And then think of, well, who would she or he approve of and actually like say the things that I would want to hear? And do I want to be that person? You know, is that the person that I want to be? And, and, you know, probably not. Well, I think those, those voices are so, uh, I don't know, so critical in, in how we motivate ourselves and also get in our own way. Completely getting the, the thing that's catching us up and knocking us off and keeping us from being creators are, are so silly. Yeah. And if we actually told somebody what those voices were or tried to think, you know, somewhat critically about what those voices are and where they come from, we'd realize that there's just no reason that those things should keep us from doing our best and being our best, you know, and, and creating what we have to create. I think the the biggest one thing that we've talked about before, but I think for me, the biggest encouraging <clears throat> voice and phrase and mantra, are there negative mantras, like the opposite of mantra, like uh, a reoccurring phrase that's uh, that kind of holds you down? There's got to be like a yeah dark mantra. I can't think of it. I feel like it's like there's Months. totally a word I'm not thinking of right now. But the the one that always feels calming to me and centering and and it's a voice that feels uh, deep and warm. Uh, I don't know if it's male or female. I don't, I don't think I've kind of uh, attached it to a gender, but the phrase is always you're enough. Yeah. And maybe it's me. (laughs) Maybe that's why I've never attached it to a specific, you know, male or female, just because it's, it's my voice, you know, it's like, uh, I just need to hear myself, you know, hear my own voice reassuring, you know, that, that, that whatever it is that I'm doing is, is enough. It's fine. You're okay. Keep going. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, you can follow us uh, on Instagram at Sabrina Ward Harrison and at Trent Reynolds art and check out the show notes at roominthetrees.com where you can also get in touch. If you have any ideas you'd like to share, rate us on iTunes and share room in the trees with a friend. With a friend. With a friend. Have a great week, everyone. Be good to yourself. And, uh, and don't listen to that uh, snobby girl over in the corner uh-huh. sneering at you. No, oh. screw that. Listen to us. Listen to our voices. <laughs> All right.